0: Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the Word of God bless you today. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke in the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor. For yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now. For you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now. For you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you. When they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice on that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. And woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. But I say to you who are listening, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer them the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who asks of you. And if anyone takes away what is yours, do not ask for it back again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. So, All Saints' Day is actually on Tuesday, November the first. It's also referred to as All Hallows' Day, or a hallow being a hallow, a hallow being a person uh, who is holy, a, a saint. It's, we might think about holy ground being hallowed ground. It's also known as uh, Hallowmas. It's not one we hear very often like Christmas. Hallowmas. So tomorrow, October 31st, is All Hallows Eve or Halloween. Except somehow if you live in central Pennsylvania, in which case it was Thursday. Which is a thing, for those of you who have always lived in central Pennsylvania, is not a thing that happens everywhere in the nation. Uh, Most of us grew up going trick-or-treating on actual Halloween, whether that was a Monday or a Thursday or a Friday. And it wasn't until we moved to central Pennsylvania and had people show up at our house on a Thursday without we having no candy, did we discover that it's sort of uh, when you would like it to be in central Pennsylvania. So we've celebrated trick-or-treating, but Halloween is yet to come, and so is all saints ahead of us. But it is a time when we remember and honor those faithful people who have joined the communion of saints in heaven. And some people say that at this time, in this, in this season, the veil between heaven and earth is somehow thinner, and we are actually closer to the holy. Now, I'm not sure that there's something unique about the day that brings God any closer to us than any other time of the year, but I do think it is important for us to take time to honor that we are all in faith part of a community of love that goes beyond this present moment. We are here by our faith and our actions in these days also influencing journeys of saints who will come after us just as we are in this stage of a journey because of those who have gone on before us. The preacher of the book of Hebrews says, so therefore, since we are surrounded by this huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. So, we run this race that God has set before us, surrounded by this crowd of saints. And in time, in faith, we join, we we believe that we will join with that crowd in heaven to cheer on those who will run the race of life after us. Now, I, I have known a saint or two. Have you? I bet that you have. In fact, I bet that everyone in the sound of my voice can call to mind a person who you'd say, she was a saint. He, he, he was just a saint. We sang for all of the saints, because heaven is truly a celebration of all of the saints. Sure, there, there's, there is St. Paul, and there is St. Francis, and there is St. Augustine and St. Teresa, But they don't have special seats in heaven. They pull up their heavenly lawn chairs alongside St. Jill and St. Tyrone and and St. Karen as they cheer us on. Dave Cutts is a saint, and he is actually very much alive. For years now, Dave has made a trip to Allison Hill a few weeks before Christmas. He comes to the church on a Sunday after worship, hauling an enormous amount of camera equipment. Dave sets up a portrait studio right in front of the towering Christmas tree. And he brings uh, several of those huge umbrella-looking things that you see in a, a portrait studio. And he has these special lights and all of this other fancy photography stuff. And there are cables running everywhere. It is very, very professional and very impressive. And Dave, too, is very professional and impressive. Because he is, after all, a professional photographer. And over several hours, Dave takes hundreds of Christmas portraits of people who come from Harrisburg's most underserved and overstigmatized neighborhood. And he does it all for free. Each set of portraits that Dave takes would normally cost hundreds of dollars if you were to get them done in a professional studio. And Dave doesn't come by himself. He comes with an entourage of church ladies and gentlemen bearing platters upon plates upon tens of Christmas cookies. And while Dave assembles his studio here in the church, they lay out a feast of sweets in the fellowship hall along with coloring books and crayons to delight and entertain the crowd of often joyfully boisterous families who wait for their turn in front of Dave's camera. And to sit and watch Dave work is a gift in and of itself. Men with prison tattoos on their faces and necks in their Christmas finest, round up children and partners for a classic family Christmas photo. And Dave doesn't just take one picture and move them along. No, he he takes many charming out of folks these smiles for people who suddenly become very nervous and camera shy. Arranging parents and children into different tableaus. Can, can you look a little bit this way? He might say. Put your hand on her shoulder. Lift the baby a little higher. Kids, gather around your mother, he says. And I get to see the finished photos. In fact, Dave makes sure that we get a copy of every photo that he takes. And I would say that what Dave captures the children gathered around a mother or grandmother. Those photos stand up against any royal Christmas photo that gets put out of Buckingham Palace. I have seen pictures of single men who come in sheepishly asking, may I have my picture taken? Who when Dave, what Dave produces or draws out from them, they end up looking like knights on some portrait hanging in some castle wall. It's incredible. And then Dave spends countless hours in the days leading up to Christmas editing and developing these pictures so that families can come to the clinic and pick them up before Christmas Eve. He's a saint. In fact, they all are. So I'm I'm glad we have this word, saint. Because we need a word that that captures a, a kind of goodness that goes beyond just the word good a good person there's something really sacrificial but also joyful in the word saint because here's a person who's doing something good and significant and they want to they they themselves would not accept the title of saint would they just like those who who do something heroic and then and the news is interviewing them and they say i'm not a hero I'm no hero. Anybody would do it. A saint would say that. He's such a saint. Now, I'm no saint, right? But we have a word for that because we wonder, would I do that? As children of God, we all have something of the saints within us. What I love about the portraits that Dave takes on uh, around Christmas is that, that he captures that image of the saints in every one of his subjects. He draws out of them and then captures something of the true self glowing purely for a moment in time in front of a shimmering Christmas tree. It is the image of God, that which is the truest version of a person that we believe will be what shines for all eternity in the life to come. Saints, all of them. So have you brought to mind a saint? Are you thinking of someone? Jesus never uses the word himself. He doesn't talk of saints. He could have. There are a couple words in the Bible that are translated as saint. The Psalms talk about saints leading others in praise. They shout for joy. Jesus knew this word. And yet he never spoke it. St. Paul in the New Testament, he talks a lot about saints. He said that before he was a Christian, he said, I not only locked up many saints, but when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. Acts 26.10. He used to persecute the saints, and now he is one. Paul says the Christian's are no longer strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Ephesians 2.19. Saints, all of them. It's an open word, a generous word for a generous people. The people who have loved the Lord. The people who have followed the way of Jesus. But Jesus himself... He's not one to talk of saints. Perhaps he doesn't want people thinking too highly of themselves or too lowly. Words like saint have a way of elevating some. Some saints are given their own special day. Some saints are prayed to. Jesus doesn't utter the word. Maybe it's because he was having to deal with enough questions of who's worthy of having dinner with him, or the the saintly religious folks, or or the the sinful. He's had to explain over and over that all are worthy. He's going to have dinner with with everybody. He's having to explain over and over again that all are worthy of forgiveness, making the tax collector no more sinful and the Pharisee no saintlier. He's had to make it clear that the children flocking to him are the ones who are the model of faith. But he doesn't call them saints. Indeed, he favors another word, blessed, which can also be translated as favored. Instead of saints, or, or fortunate, not favored, instead of saints, he, he likes the word Blessed. Blessed are the poor, not saintly are the poor, blessed are the poor. Blessed are the hungry, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are those who are hated. He doesn't say blessed are the saintly, blessed are the saints. In typical Jesus fashion, when he preaches his all saints sermon, it's not about the heroes. Of faith, but it's about all of those who are suffering, those who will be made well in his kingdom. And to those who fit most understandings of the word blessed, those who we might call fortunate, Jesus offers them a warning Woe to you, he says. You will hunger, you will mourn. Life has a way of, of turning things around pretty quickly on us. For Jesus, it's not the conditions of our lives that make us blessed. It's the faith in our hearts which enables us to live in hope regardless of our circumstances. Which is why I'm glad that if Jesus didn't speak of saints, we still know them. For they are the ones who would be there with the mourning, providing comfort. They are the ones who would bring a smile to the face of one who felt bullied reviled they are the ones who stood up to the powers of injustice they are the ones who would show up at times when when we that seem blessed or times where we are feeling woeful they are the ones who celebrate when we celebrate and who mourn with us when we mourn there are saints in the church and beloved there are saints even in prison We have known these people. They are not perfect. They are not saintly at all times. But we know it when we see it, don't we? We we feel it. For me, it was my grandmother, Eleanor Stockstill. I, I called her Mimi. She is a saint. I knew it. But after she died over 20 years ago, I came to learn that many others knew her as a saint as well. Actually, just a few weeks ago, someone on Facebook shared a picture of my grandmother, and somebody responded, Saint Eleanor. Decades later, actually, just the other day, decades later, a modest Methodist from Macon, Georgia, on a random September day is called to mind and referred to as a saint. And so I decided to Google Saint Eleanor, just curious what would come up. And I came across a sermon written about 10 years ago by a Methodist minister named Carissa Yeager Sanders. I don't know her, but in this sermon, happened to be an all-saints sermon, no less, she asked a question. She said, how do you or how can you venerate the saints in your life? Perhaps you can light a candle and say or, or write a prayer of gratitude for what they meant to your life. And then she continued. She said, today I celebrate Eleanor Stockstill. She was remembering my grandmother in a sermon 10 years after my grandmother died, 10 years ago. Because apparently, my, my grandmother ran the preschool that she attended as a child and was a member of her church, her Methodist church. A true woman of God, she said. And so, here is the prayer of gratitude that she wrote a prayer for St. Eleanor says, I am a preschooler. As I discard the ants from my log and lick the peanut butter out, refusing to eat the celery, you are there, loving me and accepting me just as I am. As I mourn the pile of pollen pods, interpreting them as dead caterpillars, lamenting that they will never grow to become butterflies, you give me comfort and assurance. As you sit on the floor with us reading books, unlocking worlds, taking us hither and yon in the depths of our imagination, you meet us where we are, helping us to journey to become more of who we are called to be. And now I'm in school. I encounter you once again. This time you are at church and you greet me with smiles so big that even your eyes light up. Your hugs convey to me the very arms of a loving God. Your voice sings in such a way that I can imagine how the angels sound. Your encouragement helped me to keep on the path through following your example. I follow after Christ. I graduate. There you are championing me yet again, inspiring me to let that foundation of faith carry me through whatever lies ahead. I am a young adult. You were diagnosed with ALS. I am heartbroken. One of the spiritual giants of my life shows me how to walk through suffering with poise, grace, peace, and joy that goes beyond circumstances. The last time I saw you, we were at a women's retreat on St. George Island. ALS had robbed you of your ability to speak with your voice You carry a dry erase board and marker, still offering wisdom and guidance. Your eyes continue to speak volumes. I see in them love, joy, gratitude, acceptance, and peace. You are helping serve communion. You hold the cup of salvation. Tears stream down my face as I realize this will be One of the last times I see you, I receive the grace that you offer. You offer the cup of Christ where there is healing and wholeness. Even in your final moments with me, you are still embodying what it means to live out the unconditional love of God. Living as libation, offering all that you are as a vessel for God. Eleanor, I am ever grateful for you, one of the saints in my life. Thank you for showing me how to live and how to love. As this veil between heaven and earth is more transparent, I glimpse the sight of those twinkling eyes and feel your loving presence embracing me once again. Gratitude abounds, and all I can say is thank you, God, for Eleanor, a saint in my life. And so I ask you, how can you venerate a saint in your life? Maybe a prayer, maybe a poem, maybe a walk, where you just call to mind the memories which honor them. For all of the saints, alleluia. Thank you, God. Amen. You have been listening to the Sermon Podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church, as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. I hope today's sermon blessed you, and you'll join us again. Until then... May God be with you.